Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie. Patriots Against CPS Corruption invites you to attend our March for Texas Children. DFPS has failed the families of Texas. The Texas Special Committee on DFPS has also failed to hear the parents and their children. Time to make our voices heard. Surround yourself with those on the same mission as you. Join us on the March for Our Children, September 21st, 2022, starting at 1 p.m. at 701 West 51st Street, Austin, Texas, 78751. I have a brand new guest on. Her name is Antonella. She's from New York. She is a victim of one of the most horrific cases in Rockland County, New York. She's got a judge who is so untouchable, and her ex has the money and connections that so much so that her daughter and her son went to court to beg the judge that they want to live with the mother. And the verbal and emotional abuse was so bad, the judge didn't care and said, you sound like your mother. Now, we're going to talk about this because there is a lot of things of collusion with this case and a lot of control in the courts. And we're going to talk about how this uh, poor mother was assigned a gatekeeper. And now um, she's at the appellate court with this case. So I'm going to let her talk and explain some more. But, you know, everyone should know that, you know, judges receive donations and they give donations and this judge donates to the center of safety and change and also one fact that the mother told me was the ex had filed contempt and the judge stated after court was over with off the record she said in a loud voice to her ex i give you permission to tell the kids that their mother doesn't want to see them when the mother questioned people around that had heard this, they acted like they didn't want to get involved. So Antonella, I welcome you to the show and, you know, tell us how your case is and how are you doing? Hi, how are you? Hi. I'm hanging in there. It's been a uh, long battle. Mm. Um, I miss my children. Unfortunately, it's been over a year that I haven't seen them. Uh, due to this back and forth, you know, um, unfortunately, um, in my case, uh, this judge and my ex-husband has done everything they could to silence my children and myself. And every opportunity or evidence I was able to prove or given, give to the court, um, it was um, denied. Um, every time my children, especially my daughter, who's now 13 and a half, so she's able to speak mm -hmm. on, you know, on her behalf, um, we've been, you know, shut down, you know, you know, pretty much, um, ignored. Um, and my children actually had two uh, AFCs, um, the court, you know, I, my case was in Supreme court. So, you know, when you're in Supreme court, you, you have to pay. You're paying private paid AFCs, you know, uh, court appointed attorneys for the children. Um, and you're spending a lot of money. Everyone's getting paid. If it's therapists, parent coordinators, forensic evaluators, um, they start bringing them all in 
and everyone's there, not, not for the best interest of the children or for the, you know, alienated parent, Mm-mm. they're there to, to make money. Uh, what the connections with, if it's the judge, um, in fact, you know, my ex-husband kept saying, you know, I was mentally ill. Meanwhile, I raised mm-hmm. my children. I raised them from, from day one. I was a mm-hmm. stay home mom. I raised them. He was, you know, he traveled, he worked, he was committed to his, his work. And I was okay. Then I was okay to raise them. I was okay to be involved as a, you know, stay home mom and, and, and being involved in the school. I, I was, I was stable to, you know, I've worked with children, you know, as, as a profession, I was a dental assistant, worked with children. Mm-hmm. I was okay then. And then when it was time to go through this divorce and, you know, there was talk about child support or, you know, only seeing the children half part partial of the time or whatever it was, all of a sudden I was mentally ill. I was, you know, false allegations were thrown out there. And when he even just having a forensic evaluator, um, this evaluator was court appointed by the attorney, the attorney, I'm I'm sorry, the judge, the judge was the one Mm -hmm. who picked the forensic evaluator and my ex-husband paid this forensic evaluator. So what do you think the outcome is going to be? It was, you know, you, it, it took me, you know, a while to figure out how the system was going against me and the children. I, 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 now, now I'm at three years into this divorce uh, proceeding. Now I see how it all kind of fell into like how, how my case started to spiral for the worse. Um, and, and that's why I want to tell my story because I want to mm-hmm. spread awareness and prepare, you know, parents that, you know, that are going through this or, you know, God forbid they do go through this, that to be aware and be careful that this is not, you know, unfortunately it's not for the best interests of the children. This is a money-making, you know, business for Mm -hmm. these attorneys and these professionals and judges, you know, um, now my, my case is now I'm trying to appeal everything um, mm-hmm. I'm getting, I'm, I'm pro se, um, whatever money, you know, I did get through mm-hmm. in the marriage is gone. I was court appointed. I, I'm sorry. I was court ordered to pay once I got some of the assets, money, whatever it was from there. That's when the judge used that and said, okay, now I'm court ordering you to pay for this, pay for that to the point where that money would just then go. And then I would be bankrupt. Like I would have, it was like, I was set to fail anything that I, you know, I was able to accomplish or I I, I was, I was court ordered to set to be set to fail. If, Mm -hmm. if you know what I'm saying, like it it was Mm -hmm. that money is gone now. And I have, I had to go pro se. Um, And the courts want you, they want to get, to get for you to get to a point where you give up where mm-hmm. you say, I can't mentally handle this, where you, where they want you to go to a point where you do go crazy or you do um, do something that, you know, that gets to you arrested or whatever it is, you know, because there's these court orders that you have to follow as if, you know, 
you're like a, a criminal, you know, mm-hmm. um, my case, I'm at the point where the judge, my ex-husband would constantly bring, you know, bring me back to court. Um, I would say just as something as I, you know, to, I was asked to be class mom for my son brought me to court to court, order me not to be class. It was, it was to that point where now I have lost all communication and access to the children. I have a gatekeeper now, not only in Supreme Court, but in family court. And that came up when I filed a petition in family court because of my daughter's well-being. I was getting, receiving messages. She wasn't, she's not even allowed to communicate with me. I mean, it's to that point where I can't communicate with my children or even have FaceTime. Um, and I was concerned about her well-being. She was telling me she wanted to kill herself. She's not happy with the decisions that this judge made. She's miserable. She's, she's being tortured. Um, and when I tried to present that in family court, the family court was told to bring my petition up to this Supreme Court in front of this judge. And with that, she, every time I would present anything, I would be punished. If you want to say punished, okay, put a gatekeeper, but not only in, in Supreme Court, but she had put a gatekeeper in family court. So I wouldn't be able to, I'm permitted to file anything without this judge's permission. So there's her control. There you go. So without her permission, I can't, if she doesn't approve any motion or petition or anything that I want to submit in court, then she can deny it just as simple as that. So my case right now, I have a lot of, you know, I'm in the appellate court, I'm appealing, I'm doing the best I can as, you know, pro se. Um, and, and I'm just, you know, not going to stop fighting to get, you know, to get my kids back. Mm-hmm. Well, this judge has also had problems. Um, there's an article that says Rockland judge tied to FBI sting. This yes. was published in July 6th of 2016 by Lee Higgins and Jonathan Bandler, where it says yes. family court judge Sherry Eisenpress was where she was elected in 2011. But now, however, she was at the center of a political corruption probe that brought down the former state Senate majority leader, says he helped elect Rockland Family Court Judge Sherry Eisenpress by using her money to bankroll an illegal campaign finance scheme and by bribing a public official an investigation by the Journal News found. It just doesn't end with the corruption. Right. This is the person that is supposed to uh, protect families and our children and do the right thing to make sure, you know, both parents, not just one. And, and, and that's what I was, you know, when I was going through my divorce proceeding, I actually wanted to mediate. I did not want to mm-hmm. take this and, and drag it and lose all my money. I knew where it would go mm. in court. I, I did not want that. But once, you know, once my ex realized he would lose his control and there was going to be money that he would have to pay because, you know, he makes significant amount of money. Mm -hmm. Um, he was like, no, he basically told me to my face, no, I'm going to get custody. I'm going to get the kids and you're going to have nothing. Um, he, that's where he then went ahead and filed an affidavit and, 
attacked me, you know, and, 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 and put it, you know, kept it in court and in front of this judge, knowing what, you know, what the advantage he had, he had, you know, mm -hmm. with these false allegations, um, saying I alienated him from the children. Um, unfortunately, you know, the children didn't really have much of a relationship with him because, um, you know, of just, you know, him just focusing on work and not being around. But um, that's the scary part that, you know, that's not, that's just one article. I mean, I know there was about four or five years ago, there was a petition trying to remove the judge off the bench because of, you know, I'm one of many cases, you know, this is, you know, uh, you know, of, of the corruption, you know, of, the fact that she thinks it's okay to pick one particular parent to be the parent and then isolate the other parent. You know, mm -hmm. I think a judge, especially a family court judge, you know, she's an active Supreme Court judge, but a family, she's elected as a family court judge. I, the goal is to keep both parents in the children's or child's life. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, I don't know how much you know about her, but does she have kids or a family of her own? I mean, I, I from my understanding, I know she um, had adopted a child, foster mm -hmm. child. Um, right. So she, she's never not, carried a baby for nine months or delivered no, a baby no, or was up at night with a baby. Yeah. <laughs> right. Something that I, I did, you know, yeah, right. no, no. Um, not, you know, from my understanding, you know, and I sometimes wonder, you know, the people that are supposed to, you know, they're the ones who are determining our future, our life, our children's future, you know, these are the people that, you know, um, you know, I went in front of, you know, I went into court, you know, she knows nothing about me. She doesn't know me as a person, as a mother, the kind of mother I, I was or am, um, how much. I mean to my children, how much of, you know, the love and the, the dedication I've given to my children. Mm -hmm. um, it can get a little emotional. I'm sorry. That's okay. Because these judges really identify with the opposition, the more aggressive, alienating parent. They identify with these narcissistic, sociopathic personalities instead of instead of picking out the personality disorder and saying hey wait a minute that that father or that mother's not um behaving well in court obviously i see a fit loving parent over here they're not doing that all they see and all that they recognize from being attorneys and turning into judges which are also these family court judges are child abusers in black robes. So they're identifying with a narcissist sociopath, borderline personality disorder. So they gravitate to that. Maybe he was wearing right. a and suit. Yeah. That, that well, she yes, he's a very, yes, he does very well. He speaks very well in court. Yes. He comes in in a suit. I'm just a, you know, ordinary, you know, person growing up in a middle class and just kind of was a very down to earth and 
you know, not, not having the education or, you know, the ability of speaking publicly the way my, my ex, you know, had, or is, you know, the way he, you know, with his, you know, line of work that he does. Um, so yeah, he presented himself differently, but, um, it's, it's interesting that you said, you know, about, you know, finding, you know, finding that the per personality disorder, what was interesting was this forensic evaluator, you know, never diagnosed me as having a personality disorder, but sort of threw in like, oh, she may have a tendency, but then acknowledged the control and the narcissism of my ex-husband, but still then in the end, you know, made his suggestions, but to, to, to even try to, you know, prove my stability and my mental state um, and I was even court ordered to get reevaluated. Um, I did. I got more than once. I got reevaluated twice by very well reputable forensic evaluators. And I was, there was no findings. Um, I was, you know, they, they, I was fine. Um, but it, it was interesting when I had that proof and that re those reports, the judge denied them as evidence. Mm -hmm. And that was like, and, and then what was more interesting, you know, in, in the end, you know, my ex and I did agree to a 50, 50, cause I was told if I don't, I will lose custody considering mm -hmm. this judge. And so I did, cause I knew my children wanted me to be the primary caregiver, but I was trying to do the right thing and be fair. And I was trying to avoid, you know, further you know, conflict or, or any sort of, you know, interaction with this judge. And with that, my ex filed a contempt motion a few months later, almost to a year later, uh, making these allegations that I was communicating with my daughter because there's a court order that I'm not to, to communicate with her. That ju the judge decided to, with that, use that to her advantage to, to change this contempt motion into a trial for custody. Mm. With that, there was no findings putting me in contempt or mm. any evidence, right? Mm -hmm. But she then easily decided to sign a judgment of divorce with her own, with changing her own rulings in this judgment of divorce, right? She, that's why I appealed that. And then changed custody, giving him sole legal custody with, without accepting any of my evidence um, at the time I was pro se, which gave the judge the advantage of attacking me, um, gave the advantage of my ex-husband bringing in not one, but two attorneys, two, he mm -hmm. had two attorneys. Um, and, and right there, I mean, I was, it was a lose, lose situation for me. Um, so that's why, yeah, I'm in the appellate court. Unfortunately, the appellate court, it takes, uh, there's, you know, it takes time. There's, you know, you have to perfect. I mean, it's, it's a whole process. Sometimes you have to extend your, you know, mm -hmm. deadlines and stuff. And, and unfortunately throughout this whole process, it's been almost a year. I have not been able to see my children, talk to them. Um, I've tried reaching out to his attorney cause I, I have a no contact with my ex. If I try to even communicate with him, he files contempt motions. Well, you know what? Then that makes him a child abuser as well. Yes. I mean, where where do where do you have to prove like who's really being alienated? 
you know, like mm-hmm. who is really not uh, making sure that the children do not see the other parent. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. doing everything I could, I can, I've, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, there was, there was uh, an attorney that told me that this judge now is my God. <laughs> and I laugh and I said, really? Because my God is not, 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 not this judge. My God is someone who is, you know, loving and caring. Like they're, you know, it's, it's scary when someone actually says that to you, when they say, <laughs> this is your God now. And that, that is a scary feeling because I didn't choose for this person to be my God. I didn't choose, Mm -mm. my children didn't choose for this person to be my God. I mean, it was, it was just a little, I was taken back when I, when they, when they, the attorney, this one particular attorney told me this and I was like, wow, I mean, this must be something that you see a lot that you actually even said that to me. And then Mm. what I tried doing was I was told to comply, just comply, just listen, just Mm. do it. Just listen, just pay, listen to what the judge says. And I did, I did it because I was advised to do it. I did it because I thought maybe, okay, maybe, maybe I can prove to this judge that I'm not crazy or I'm trying to make sure the father has a relationship with the children. But in the end, by complying, I was only allowing and I was accepting uh, for these actions to be made or, or, or I, you know, it was almost like, you know, I was accepting that, you know, yeah, no, this is, this is, this is what needs to be done, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when I started realizing, I unfortunately had to go through a few attorneys to realize that, oh, wait, the attorneys are in on it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, wow, they, I've been, I've, you know, and, and, and they figure, let me get on the case and make some money off of it. You know, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's very unfortunate. Um, but, you know, now, now I'm in the, in, you know, now I'm, I know, and now I, I'm just doing everything I can now on my, my end to, to, you know, win my children back. I mean, it's just so, it's just so disgraceful that every one of these attorneys and judges, they're all in on this together. A person's case is decided before they walk in the courtroom. Yes. And then you have the Association of Family and Conciliation Courts, Association of Family and Conciliation Courts. And they're not helping at all. Um, right. And the thing is, you know, with this judge writing orders of no contact, essentially what was done to you was done to me. I was called mentally ill. They called CPS on me. They destroyed my nursing career. They took the kids away with no contact. And the judge even wrote on Mother's Day. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So there's a bunch of there's a well, bunch of them out there. Yes, it's unfortunate. I have missed birthdays, mm-hmm. Christmas, Mother's Day. I would say every, almost every holiday. Um, it got to a point where my daughter wanted to see me on, on my birthday. 
Mm-hmm. And we had to go to court. My daughter asked her court-appointed attorney to write a letter. I mean, where where do you get to a point where the judge says, obviously this child, you know, something's, you know, this child wants to be with her mother. Where mm-hmm. how much does my daughter, my children have to, you know, beg? And say, mm-hmm. listen, mom never abused us. Mom never told us not to be with dad. Mom, you know, and and wrote a letter, you know, asking the uh, her attorney to write a letter saying, you know, I want to see my mom for a couple of hours. Um, and and having a court, you know, virtual court appearance just just for my children to see me for a couple of hours on my birthday. Um, I I don't even know what to say about that. Like I don't. It just it just, you know, it doesn't make sense. Um, no, it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, I've, unfortunately, my children have been dragged in the courtroom, in the literally in the courtroom, um, to the point where my children sat, you know, in the courtroom being questioned, which is sort of unheard of, because I've been told that, you know, the children should never be Mm-hmm. involved in 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 these custody cases but the the judge had ordered for the children to come in not once but more than once um i i remember there was a a, a time where uh i was told to tell the children that mommy is not well and mommy needs to get better and that you need to live with your father. These were the, these were, this is what I was told on the record to say, of course I refused. Um, mm-hmm. And I was, I was threatened and I would say, well, you know, you know, I was really pressured and threatened, but I, I got to a point where I'm like, no, I am not putting that on the record. I don't believe that I am perfectly mm-hmm. fine. Um, and then I remember that day um, they, they wanted they wanted the calls to be a recorded Zoom calls. Um, actually, they said Zoom calls. They didn't say record. It was my daughter who overheard the judge lean over to my ex-husband's attorney whispering to her saying, I want you to record them, record them mm-hmm. as if she was going to take that and record these recordings and use it against me. They would find one little thing and then hold it against me. And, and unfortunately, you know, I, I was, I was aware of it. And there was a time where my daughter was upset. My ex-husband must have did something right before she had to get on, on a call with me. Uh, it was, and, and my daughter was extremely upset. In fact, mm-hmm. um, she was afraid to even speak because he was behind the door listening. Mm-hmm. And I kept asking her, is that what's going on? Is everything okay, honey? You know, I, I wanted to make sure she was okay. I don't think that's anything wrong for a parent asking what's going on. You know, I'm on the other side. Like I could only, you know, help so much. And she Mm -hmm. was extremely upset. Um, my ex took that to court and said that I have Munchausen syndrome. They accused of me of having Munchausen syndrome, uh, or disorder, whatever you call it. And that, I was causing trauma to my daughter. And that's when they removed all phone calls, FaceTime with my kids. I later on realized that 
um, my ex-husband asked to court order that because it was interfering with his social time because my children had to call me at a certain time in the evening. And if it was a weekend, you know, he had to stop what he was doing, go home and make sure the children called me. And that was mm -hmm. an interference. He eventually moved in his girlfriend who they've mm -hmm. been on and off. And that he knew that, that once he had her in the home, you know, can't have these FaceTimes with, with the kids. Um, and it was, I found it so um, disturbing that this mm -hmm. judge was going along with all this, how she felt that that was, that was more important. What my ex-husband needed or wanted in his like, oh no, it's an interference. Oh no, you know, we can't have these calls. Um, that's a little disturbing that, 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 that's more important than, than a parent who barely sees her kids, you know, it's wanting to have that connection or relationship with their child and the mm -hmm. child is asking for that. That's where I find it, um, a little bit disturbing, you know, un unlawful. See, this is very important that you bring this up because this seems to be a very common pattern with these alienators. Uh, even like with my ex, if I was able to even see my child, he had to stand five feet away. And if I whispered something, he would yes. admonish me, mm -hmm. you know, because I'm that crazy. Right. Uh, <laughs> they all follow this pattern. Well, so I was supervised. I was court ordered to be supervised and supervised. I, I raised my kids. I, I, I gave them nothing but love and I protected them and I made sure they were fed and bathed and I did everything I could to make, they were happy. They were very mm -hmm. happy. Mm -hmm. My children went from a happy life, happy home to probably the worst thing that ever happened to them. And what's scary is they don't, they don't deserve this. And so, um, now I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Oh, that's but, okay. Oh, so then I was, I was court appointed. I was, I had to be supervised. I was kicked out of the home. I was supervised. And I went through, I'm going to, if you add them all up, eight different supervisors, because my ex-husband, because all of my supervised, all of my reports were all positive, good reports. And he was trying to use these reports to find one bad thing. In fact, there was a few reports on my ex-husband that was negative because my children would come to me expressing what's going on in the home, how they're being treated, what's mm -hmm. happening. And what is a supervisor supposed to do? They, they report everything. They write everything down that they document everything, they, whatever they witness, whatever they're seeing. And I was, I was supervised. And not only was it was private supervised, the, 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 at one point the judge then wanted to really torture me and the children and, and put me in to a, 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 had me go, had us go to a facility where it was very monitored and it was very, um, there was only certain times and date, days that they were even open. And we were sitting in a parking lot in a, in a, in a room with, with a table and chairs. And I mean, that's how, I mean, I wasn't allowed to give him gifts. I got for a bit. I, I gave him something, you know, my ex-husband said, oh, she gave her, she gave her, she gave her a candle. She gave her, you know, it was, it was so ridiculous. 
but mm-hmm. it got to a point where I went through eight supervisors because my ex-husband kept saying, she's not being supervised properly. She's not being, it got to a point where the supervisors had offered to testify. They were like, we are willing to testify on your behalf that there has never been any, anything inappropriate, that you have done nothing inappropriate to the children or to, to your ex-husband. Um, and you know what the judge said? Ah, that's not necessary. But yet you won't take away supervised visits. And my children have even expressed like, we don't need to be supervised. We're on. There were a few occasions that I was unsupervised. And I always had someone with me though, because mm-hmm. I just didn't trust my ex-husband. There was right. always someone with me. I, I always made sure there was someone with me um, mm-hmm. and everything was fine. So I, I don't, I'm, I just, I don't, I didn't understand why I, you know, the judge refused to, you know, continue the supervised visits. I think I believe, and I know the reason why she kept supervised visits were to financially hurt me. Cause they were, it was very, I spent a lot of money just paying a private paid supervisor. Mm-hmm. It was also to make sure the children went back with the father because they didn't want to go back. Mm-hmm. And there was a few times where it was a struggle for the kids to go back. Um, so it was like a, a guarantee that, okay, the supervisor will have to be would have to force the children back. What does that tell you though? Mm-hmm. When when a child is crying and screaming that I don't want to go back, I want to be with you. I want to spend more time with you. I want to, mommy, I want, mommy, I want to live with you. I mean, it's heartbreaking, you know, mm-hmm. when you see your children hurting and that, mm-hmm. you know, and you're I, 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 I find it interesting that, you know, criminals have more, more freedom than, 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 parents like us, you know, mm-hmm. um, I've even asked the judge, I got to a point where I don't, I ran out of money. I said, you know, I'm entitled to a court appointed attorney. You know, I I'm entitled to have an attorney. And I, because in Supreme court, I got, I kept getting denied. The judge kept saying, no, 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 no. And which then I was never fairly represented. You know, I was, you know, so, you know, unfortunately that's, it's amazing that they can go against the Constitution and your rights as, you know, a litigant and just steamroll over the whole thing. I mean, just the, the gatekeeper is right there right. as a, you know, a violation of my constitutional rights. Mm-hmm. You know, you're basically I file one petition and 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 on this gatekeeper, it says uh, they they file they order this gatekeeper because of of numerous frivolous motions and petition. I filed one petition. My ex-husband filed more motions than I ever did throughout this whole court proceeding, but I, I'm the one who she ordered the gatekeeper. What I found interesting was the judge would tell my ex-husband to file motions because when you file a motion, it has to be heard, right? It's right. In, you know, it's, it's a, you know, you file this motion and so then that's where the judge can then address the matter and she can order whatever she court order, whatever she feels like court ordering or whatever. And a lot of these motions was based on, he said, she said, like it was based on what he would present without evidence. Mm-hmm. It was his word against mine. 
there was no there was no findings or evidence it was just he would say these things he wouldn't have you know the evidence to prove it and it that's when it's when i you know when it became false allegations right mm -hmm. and she would listen to him and every time i would try to speak she would shut me down she would tell me to be quiet she would threaten me she would put me in jail um I must have gotten threatened to be put in jail numerous times. I've been threatened that I would be put in a mental institution for 90 days. I mean, there was an order that the judge put out saying I would be court ordered to go to jail on the weekends. So it would allow me to work during the week. And then I would have to admit myself in jail on a Friday and be released on a Sunday. But then she had She's like, okay, I'll put that, you know, I'll, 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 I'll put that on hold. But there was an order that she was going to, to actually do that. Like she would have me go to jail on the weekends. I mean, I was, I've been threatened many times. Um, I had just recently purchased a, purchased a home with the hopes that, you know, I can provide for my children a home in their school district. And I was threatened um, if I don't tell them how much I purchased this home, she would put me in jail. I mean, every time anything, anything, you know, if I didn't, you know, answer the question or I was always constantly being threatened to be put in jail. Talk about abuse and mm -hmm. bullying, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, it, that's extreme legal abuse and a waste of taxpayer dollars to have someone work through the week and then go through the processing and all the paperwork to even enter the jail and then all the mm -hmm. processing and paperwork to get out. So you, that's such a waste of taxpayer dollars. See, I don't think taxpayers yeah. know this stuff goes on. Yes. If they knew how their tax dollars are being spent by these judges. But uh, yet criminals get put back on the street mm -hmm. you know like she she she's an active supreme court judge she 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 handles cases like criminal cases and she'll put them out on the street but then someone like me who just wants to be a parent to my children is so says is so eager and and easily you know to put me in jail for what mm -hmm. Because because I'm sticking up for myself because I want to see my children because mm -hmm. I want to be a part of my children's lives. You're going to put me in jail for what? For and what? For what ground? In what grounds? Like, am I that? I, what did I do that you feel that you need to put me in jail? What did I do so bad? Because mm -hmm. I never hurt my children. My children have never said I physically abused them. I emotionally abused them. There has been no harm to my children. My children have been, like I said, they were very happy. Mm -hmm. where do where where do you feel where does someone feel that they feel that i need to be put in jail for for what for sticking for for wanting to be with my children for fighting mm -hmm. for not giving up and well, I, I, think, never give up. I think she has ulterior motives of getting you out of your kids' lives along with your ex and his child abusing attorneys as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is child psychological abuse. Yes. And legal abuse, you know, the financial part, mm -hmm. you know, in Supreme Court. You know, I also I work with children. I work in an elementary school. Um, 
I dent I was a dental assistant uh, for many years. I have my early childhood certificate uh, certification uh, work that I could work with children. I work with children with um, young children. Um, and when I did when I did go back to work because I was home, and then when everything started, you know, going through the divorce process, I went back to work. Um, I was a little worried because you know. I, I, I wonder sometimes that they were going to the threat, the, the constant threat of putting me in jail would have jeopardized my job. Mm-hmm. You know, when you work with children, they, they do a, a full background check, you know, mm-hmm. they, they take fingerprints. I mean, it's, it's serious stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, and that was my fear was, you know, I work with these children. I, I, and, and I work with is, are, are they, are they doing this to try to sabotage my career, uh, with working with the children, I, it was, I was trying to, you know, and, and that, that just that alone, I was, you know, cause people were like, oh, well, you know, they're, they're in what grounds can she really put you in jail? You know, that's, you know, violating your constitutional rights. And I'm like, no, I get it. But I, 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 the last thing I need is, you know, having a, you know, being put in jail and having a criminal background, I lose mm-hmm. my job, my career, you know, something that I love to do something that I'm good at, you know, mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's interesting. I, 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 I'm good at what I do. I I work with children. I, and, but yet I can't be with my own children. I can't raise my own children. Mm -hmm. I can't, I'm being supervised just, you know, just to see my children. Um, and, and I can't even get to that point because my, you know, my ex-husband, I, I, Mm -hmm. I, I, I've tried, I've tried contacting his attorney. Um, yeah, no, nothing. They, they've done everything they could to, to kind of put these little hiccups, you know, like to prevent me from even getting to the point where I can start seeing my children. Um, so that's so wrong. Uh, yeah, this is happening to a lot of good mothers and good, decent fathers. Yes, that they're being put through the supervised visitation. And these visitation centers, I think some of them pay into the AFCC. Yeah. Um, like the family wizard. Um, yes. I mean, I've even tried, I don't, I don't know too much about the family wizard, but I thought, you know, I, I've even requested that just so that um, to have some sort of proof or like some some way of like protecting like me because you know my ex-husband would make these accusations saying oh she's doing something inappropriate or she's emailing you know so I I did I did try even um asking for that and I don't I don't know too much about it and some people are are for it some people are not I don't know too much Mm -hmm. about it I thought in my case it would be a benefit because then I thought well it would be some sort of you know um proof or you know something that I can I'm allowed to communicate with my Mm ex-husband um without you know because right now I'm court ordered I I can't communicate with him and if Mm -hmm. I try to he he files you know he can file a contempt motion so it's like how do you how do you co-parent when you can't when they're not allowing you to communicate with the other parent Mm-hmm. And and I thought the family wizard, if we don't have a parent coordinator, I thought, okay, well, maybe a family wizard, some sort of app, anything to help me 
communicate a little bit to get access to the children because right now he has the children. Um, but that was denied also by the judge. She refused it. She said, nope, which I, I don't understand. Like, you know, same thing. Like, what is the judge's role with divorce cases, with parenting time? I believe that it, uh, from my understanding, you, it's important to have both parents involved. I mean, I can't go to my children's I can't contact their, their teachers. I can't contact their doctors, um, their therapists. Uh, I, can't, I, 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 I can't go to my, my, my son's games. I can't go to their school events. So you isolate me completely and that's okay. <clears throat> In what grounds, what did I do? I've never hurt my children. I've never attacked my ex-husband. In fact, I was attacked by him, mm -hmm. but because of his connections in the town, mm -hmm. that was pushed under the rug. You know. Uh, and then you got to ask yourself, how long will this appellate case go on for? You know, um, could it be? Could be years. Yeah. I mean, I hear people people who, who actually, unfortunately, I, I know a lot of victims of this from having, a, you know, unfortunately going through divorce with this particular judge, a lot of them don't want to come forward. They, they fear her. They've been traumatized. They get to a point where people feel like, I don't want to, I don't want to go back. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. I have friends that had this judge and say, I don't, my, my children don't talk to me anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't have a relationship with them. It's, I mean, my heart breaks. Um, I hope that that doesn't happen with me. I, I know my children know I love them. Um, but I've heard people say they were, it was dragged for five years. Some people will mm -hmm. say 10 years. Um, some people have said they've lost their homes. They've lost everything. They've lost, you know, they've been broke. They're broke. Um, and, and, and that's, that's the goal. It's to the point where the last person standing, the one with the money ends up winning. You know, my mm -hmm. ex-husband has a lot of money, a lot of connections. So who's going to eventually be, you know, winning at the end. Um, but that's where I said to myself, I need to try to go pro se mm -hmm. and I don't know too much about the law I'm learning, but that's where I say, I'm, I'm going to continue the fight and try to do this pro se because then, you know, I, I'm going to going to get to, to the point where I, 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 you know, where, whatever I need to do, I will do uh, for the sake of my children. Mm -hmm. Well, when the judges judge or your ex is saying, well, she's filing all these, she's vexatious and litigious. That's kind of what they did to me. So I went down to the prothonotory and I had them pull up all the cases and who was filing the most motions. And so I highlighted for the judge how he was filing all of these. And I circled the ones of mine. So his outweighed mine, but right. the judge didn't care. Right. But, and then I ended up with the gatekeeper. Mm. He filed the motions 
and I ended up the gatekeeper. What I found interesting was that my ex-husband, you know, was, you know, he, he likes to drink. Um, I noticed that, you know, I would have these visits with my children, he would pick them up. And I noticed that he would be drinking. And that was, that was something that, you know, the children had addressed to therapists, AFCs, you know, the judge. And I finally said, all right, well, no one's believing me. They're going to just keep saying, you know, I'm just making this up. I need to, you know, stop undermining the father, stop undermining, you know, mm. but I was concerned, you know, because I'm a protective parent. I was mm -hmm. always about, you know, what, what was best for my children. And so I hired a private investigator and he got caught, you know, on camera and I filed a motion. I said, no, the, at the time that the, the attorney I had was all, you know, he was, he was in on it, you know, but I was very persistent, filed a motion. And with all the evidence I had, mm -hmm. you know, with the, you know what they said? Oh, come on, your honor. He can't have one or two drinks. Oh, come on. <sighs> a little slap on the hand. Don't drink, mm -hmm. drink, don't drink. Sure enough, he was drinking, continue to drink. My child, my children had expressed what was going on, mm -hmm. witnessed father drinking, putting them in the car with friends, with other, ch other children, other children mm -hmm. that he had with him. Um, same thing, slap on, nope. Even though he was court ordered not to drink, and I just remember saying to myself, wow, I, it's a, it, I'm, uh, I see where, where the judge, you know, where she favors, she favors, she obviously doesn't care what the children think. She doesn't care what's the best interest of the children. She doesn't. And, and with all that, I was still attacked and I was still, the, the more I presented, the more I was, was being persistent of trying to get more access to the children, the more mm -hmm. I was like, listen, this is what's happening. The more the judge was being, um, was preventing me and taking away more and more access to the children from the, you know, the children from me. So it's, you know, it's, 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 it's sad. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's upsetting, you know, to you know, to, to even, to even see that, that, you know, even with evidence, even with, you know, children being put in such a, a bad situation, it didn't matter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But oh, yet there... I was being supervised, but yet mm -hmm. I was being court ordered to pay for things, but yet I was being attacked saying I was undermining the father, that I was alienating the father, but yet I had all these accusations I mean, it got to the point where, you know, the community I live in that were saying, oh, you know, people were questioning, is it true? Is the mom crazy? Is it true that, you know, what, what's, what's going on? People couldn't believe, you know, wait, you know, I remember, you know, you always had your children with you. You always took care of your kids. Yeah, it was, it was very, um, it was, it was hard, you know, now I'm at a point where it's, it's, I, I, you know, I live in a community where I sometimes, you know, I'm having a hard time even trying to, um, make myself, you know, come out in public, you know, go out in public mm -hmm. in the community mm -hmm. I live in because of, of how public my, my case has become. But then, you know, I've, I've, I've made it now a, 
um, learning experience and I want to help other victims and I want to tell my story um, to say, no, you know, this is not me. This is mm-hmm. the corruption that goes on in, in, in the courthouse. And it's very, you know, unfortunate. And, um, and, and that's where I'm at right now, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have parents yeah. contacting you? Yes, I've, I do. I have, I've, I've actually even, um, become friends with other victims and I've, you know, because when this, when this first all happened at first, you know, I was like, wait, this, this, this doesn't really happen to people. Right. (laughs) And the more I, you know, reached out and the more I started to learn about, you know, the corruption, I was like, wow, this happens a lot. This happens (laughs) to people every day. This, this happens more and more. There's more, um, and so at first I, you know, like you said, they, they make you think that I'm the one that, that created this, I'm, I'm the problem, but, um, and, and now, now I've tried to become like advocate an advocate for people, you know, I've tried to, I, you know, we, we, I have other, there's other victims that we try to, we communicate and we try to help each other out. You know, we support each other. We, um, a lot of them are pro se, believe it or not, you know, because of um, how expensive and the financial burden and, and even just trusting an attorney, you know, because there's mm-hmm. even the attorneys are connected. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, I've, I've met a lot of people, a lot of, you know, nice, good people, you know, mm-hmm. throughout this whole process. Well, I would like to have you on as a return guest to keep us updated on everything. And, you know, if people want to contact you, how do you want to be contacted? Oh, I could be contacted through Facebook, you know, Facebook's always a good, you know, through Messenger. Okay. So is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I mean, I, I feel like I pretty much, right? <laughs> you did great. <laughs> I mean, if I ever go back on, you know, there's, uh, we could start talking about narcissism. We could start talking about, we could talk about a lot of things, you know, it's Definitely. not just corruption, but there's many other, other things that, you know, that are linked to these, you know, this, these kind of cases. So. Yeah. Because they're so multifaceted. Yes. Yes. Most definitely. Right. Well, uh, don't jump off. Slam the Gal is a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth. Please join us again here with Antonella and other exciting guests. Thank you again.